This is the Eye on Potatoes, brought to you by the National Potato Council. The Eye is the place to tune in for conversations with growers and thought leaders on advocacy, production, and all things potatoes. Now, here's your host, Lane Nordland. Welcome back here to the Eye on Potatoes podcast. Uh, I'm Lane Nordland, as our intro voice <laughs> alluded to. So, uh, so honored to be uh, having you join us here on the podcast uh, here today. Uh, a lot going on here in the summer of 2022. We have the summer meeting of the National Potato Council coming up in Music City, USA. Also, we're going to be discussing some other important items. The uh, trade agreement between the U.S. and Mexico for fresh potato access. A big topic here on the podcast and also... Uh, the upcoming farm bill. So uh, just a, a few uh, very important topics we're going to be discussing today with uh, CEO of the National Potato Council, Cam Quarles. Cam, uh, how are things out in our nation's capital here today? Lane, happy summer. It, uh, we, we got the humidity back. It has turned into swampy June in D.C., so it's uh, it's got all the benefits that you would expect from that type of environment here. <laughs> well, at least you and the D.C. staff will get a reprieve from that and be able to head down to some more humidity, at least, uh, in uh, Nashville. Uh, but uh, getting out of the Beltway, uh, the summer meeting, uh, an exciting time for folks to come together, discuss some interim policy and, and direction of the organization. What's in store for folks going down to Nashville uh, in just a short few days. Yeah, it's a terrific program that uh, that Jared Balcom, who is our president for 2022, uh, he has put together in collaboration with Holly Alexander. I think people, our attendees are going to have a great few days in Nashville. And just to, to take a step back, Lane, the reason that we got to Nashville I thought it was just an incredibly classy move on on Jared's part. You know, we had unfortunately two summer meetings. COVID uh, prevented them from happening. That was um, Britt Raybould's meeting that was scheduled to be in Boise, and then of course Dominic Lejoy's meeting last year that was scheduled to be in in Maine. Uh, neither one of those could have occurred for various reasons that that all started with COVID. And so, you know, Jared, uh, I, I thought it was just a, a really nice thing. He said, let's, let's have this be uh, kind of a tri-state uh, summer meeting this year. And so we'll go to a neutral site and everybody will have some, have some fun and do our business. And that's what we've put together for next week. So I, I, I think the, the, the location couldn't be any better. Um, we're obviously the you know the work of NPC continues to go on uh, whether whether we're virtual in person and we'd much prefer to be in person we're we're glad to see everyone next week <clears throat> but then the Nashville site adds a adds the additional benefit of being able to have some really terrific uh, social activities that will um, that I, I think people are just it's going to be the exact right balance of business and fun that everybody comes to expect of a good summer meeting. Well, Nashville, definitely uh, you can uh, find a little bit of fun when you're down in Music City. Uh, what are some of those uh, key topics that the board will be addressing uh, in, in the coming days? Well, it, it, this is the end of our fiscal year, so we're going to be looking at um, how, how we did 
in the in the fiscal year that's just ending, and then we're going to be kicking off the new fiscal year. Uh, some of the topics that we're going to be looking at our, our our business, as you know, Lane is uh, it, it is a a federal and international function, and so uh, we will be looking at things like. Um, the inflation supply chain issues that have been so impactful on producers. Specifically, I think everybody's going to want to know about input prices um, and what, uh, what, if anything, uh, Congress can and the administration can do in terms of bringing some of these prices down. We're also going to be looking at trade matters. We've, as we're going to talk in a little bit, we're going to have a uh, have a host of. Um, of uh, discussions surrounding key export markets and then also some import challenges that we've been facing. New Farm Bill is spinning up. Uh, that, that, uh, that, those negotiations, that process has already begun. And um, then you know, we're, we're gonna be looking at um, one of the, one of the huge, uh, hugely important functions that we do every year is run the, our leadership programs. So both, it's the, both the foundation as well as the the leadership program itself. We have an alumni event that is going to occur immediately at the close of the summer meeting. It'll happen on Saturday, so it's going to be it's going to be a busy and great week for everyone. Well, it looks forward to being a great time to to take a little break from the home operations, as you mentioned, have a little fun, but truly address so many of the important issues that are impacting our industry. And and I do want to get to those two important issues. We're going to talk trade with Mexico and that farm bill, which negotiations are underway in Washington, D.C. But we do need to thank our presenting sponsor of today's podcast, our friends at Syngenta. We'll share these words and be back right after this. Syngenta cares about potato producer productivity and offers a wide variety of seed treatment options protecting your investment from the beginning. Syngenta's all-liquid seed treatment Cruiser Max Potato offers protection from harmful insect pests, including Colorado potato beetle, green pea jayfit, and leafhoppers. Additionally, Cruiser Max Potato delivers immediate protection against fungal diseases. Contact your local retailer for more information. Cruiser Max Potato, Cruiser 5FS, Dynasty or Maxim MZ to find out what best fits your farm needs. Again, a big thank you to our friends at Syngenta who are helping bring this podcast to your smart device, laptop, whatever you're tuning in to this podcast on here today. Our guest today, CEO of the National Potato Council, Cam Quarles, joins us. And Cam, uh, we, we've talked at length over multiple podcasts about the trade relationship between the U.S. and Mexico in terms of fresh access for U.S. potatoes. Uh, how were things going after that initial uh, shipment went across the border? and past that uh, 23 kilometer zone uh, uh, just last month it things you know we've it hasn't been entirely smooth sailing lane um, but that's to be expected when you're accessing when you're you're uh, utilizing an entirely new process and accessing effectively a new a new market um, the you've got to kind of kick the tires on the relationship between USDA and their Mexican counterparts. How are the inspections going to happen? All those kinds of things. So uh, it, it, we, we've we've had some issues to sort out, but overall, the it, it's amazing how many uh, pictures we get every single day of U.S. fresh potatoes all over um, the the country of Mexico. 
And you know the the volumes obviously are relatively small at this point. We're clearly at the end of our season. Not a big surprise to anybody listening to this. Um, but that that's that that is a it's it's a great uh, it's a great uh, opportunity for us to kick the tires, like I said, and um, and sort out where the where the challenges are. So as we start to move into the higher season. Uh, we've kind of already have sorted out these um, th- some of these thorny issues. You know, um, th- I, I think the obviously for our industry, this is a huge deal for Mexican consumers. It's a big deal. I think over time, it's going to be a it, it's going to be also a massive benefit, believe it or not, to the Mexican domestic potato industry because you're going to you're going to be increasing demand so much for potatoes across the board, grown either in the United States or in Mexico. But it's also been a big benefit to uh, the Biden administration, as well as members of Congress who have, who have worked on this for so long. And so uh, you know, I was just with, um, with a number of other ag leaders, uh, with Secretary Vilsack down at Georgetown University a week ago, where uh, he was making a major announcement on, uh, on the supply chain and uh, food systems. And he kept circling back to the importance of getting this trade agreement, this trade dispute resolved and um, how pleased he was that it had finally gotten to, in his estimation, uh, to maybe not entirely to the finish line, but a long way down the track. Uh, You also had just last night, the administration announced uh, uh, after a number of months, a, a chief ag negotiator at the office of the trade representative. What was the first bullet point in their press release announcing Doug McCaleb as, as uh, their, their nominee for chief agricultural negotiator? The importance of pushing through beneficial trade agreements, such as getting potatoes into Mexico. So I think there's a, there, there's a lot of folks who see the benefits and see the, see the, the potential positive impact of this, both in Mexico and in the United States. But we, this is not a time lane to let our guard down. The, clearly, our competition has not gone away. Um, they would very much like to, this, despite the fact that five years from now, I think they're going to be seeing massive benefits um, for their own operations in, um, uh, in, in having U.S. potatoes in their marketplace and able to be in restaurants uh, and at retail where they otherwise hadn't been in the past. But I, I, I don't think they've embraced that reality at, at present. And they, they would very much like to slam the door. They don't want to take any chances. And so we've been very clear with the administration as well as members of Congress that the, the battlefield, the, the, this war isn't over. We've just shift, shifted the battlefield. And now it's a regulatory process. And if, if we uh, allow some backsliding on these scientific processes that are supposed to protect both U.S. rights to trade in Mexico and also um, Mexico's rights, if we allow this to be politicized, as it has been over 25 years, um, it's it's going to be um, I think it's going to be a black mark on everybody's ledger, and so um, we're 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 pushing back pretty hard on that. We've got our a terrific legal team, re- legal and regulatory team down in Mexico. I was just on the phone with them about an hour ago. 
Um, we're in regular contact with all the USDA officials, both in country as well as here in the United States. And we're committed to making this an enduring market. So the, the, the initial signs are quite good here for Mexico, but we got a long way to go. One thing I don't want to miss, Lane, is we, we are here at the end of June, we're going to lose an incredible resource um, in John Tosburn at Potatoes USA, who is going to be retiring um, from his position after a number of years, both at the Foreign Agricultural Service uh, of USDA um, as a foreign service officer operating around the world, and then uh, of tremendous benefit to the potato industry over several decades. John's going to be retiring, and uh, none of this could have occurred without John's um, incredible wisdom, strategy, uh, his amazing dedication to seeing this outcome through. Um, it's, uh, I, I'm, I'm glad we got the initial shipments in while he was still there. And so we can celebrate him with him, but, um, it, it's, uh, 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 it has been a pleasure to work with John and, um, he, he, he absolutely deserves all of the relaxation and enjoyment that comes with retirement. But, um, uh, sorry, sorry that, uh, I won't get to interact with him every day. Like I have been, um, on, uh, on, uh, hope, hopefully we won't have as controversial uh, uh, issues in the future as Mexico, but it's been an incredible pleasure to have a resource like John uh, available to the whole industry. Well, uh, uh, very, very kind and true words, uh, Cam. Uh, and for our listeners uh, that have uh, tuned in to the podcast, we've had many conversations with John uh, sharing his expertise and insight on uh, on all these important trade issues. And uh, so congratulations to John and his retirement and a big thank you on behalf of the industry for all that he has done for uh, the U.S. potato industry. And also our hats are off to all the uh, agency officials, elected officials, uh, uh, USDA, the U.S. Trade Representative's Office for all the work that they have done on uh, not only uh, this issue with the Mexico Fresh issue, but everything pertaining to the U.S. potato industry. And and also, Cam, it it just seems that once you get a farm bill wrapped up, you go right to work on another farm bill. Um, And things really started heating up uh, during our uh, D.C. summit uh, back uh, in February slash March. And uh, what, what, what's an update on how those farm bill talks are going, uh, whether that's uh, uh, after hours at the bar or, or at agency, uh, agency offices? How, how is that uh, farm bill shaping up? Yeah, so we're, as you remember, Lane, the National Potato Council is one, one of the leading organizations for uh, a, a coalition we call the Specialty Crop Farm Bill Alliance. And that coalition really seeks to wrap its arms around all of the 300 plus commodities that fall in the fruit and vegetable category uh, and unified around a set of principles, a set of priorities, a set of goals for each farm bill. The, the, The Farm Bill Alliance is getting towards about 20 years old. Uh, The, before its existence, farm bills were not tremendously fun for specialty crop lobbyists to engage in because we effectively, we were not on the train. We were standing next to the railway as the train went went by at high speed. And it was because of our inability to to really come up with a focused message. 
but since the Farm Bill Alliance was has been created, you've seen things born and enhanced like the specialty crop block grant program, um, like the specialty crop research initiative, which the potato industry has made so much use of uh, over over the years. And uh, you know, in the in the trade title, we have the technical assistance for specialty crops program, which has been absolutely fundamental to the work that we've done on the on the last topic we were discussing, the our Mexico dispute. So the the benefits of the alliance's work in these almost twenty years total in the billions of dollars back to this industry, and from a place where we were basically starting at zero back in the early two thousands. The, the Alliance is, is back working, trying to unify around a set of priorities for this upcoming Farm Bill. Uh, we've had a couple of in-person meetings. The first one was at the Potato Expo back in, in Anaheim in California in January. Uh, we've subsequently had uh, an in-person meeting here in, in Washington, and we also have working groups that are, that are looking at all of the various titles and major issues for specialty crops under a farm bill to come up with policy recommendations that hopefully the whole industry can unify around. We're a consensus-based organization. Uh, you know, any, any entity can object at any time. And so it's unlikely that we're gonna be able to be unified across the board. Some, some ideas are not gonna be able to move forward, but I think a number of them are. And um, the main thing is that when, whenever a farm bill is ready to move, whether it's this fall or uh, a year from now or six months from now, shame on us if we're not ready to engage in a useful way with Congress and the administration to tell them how to make the lives of our grower members better. So uh, we're very committed to this work. Uh, we have set a target date of um, end of August to have Farm bill recommendations out. Um, we're we're uh, as one of the the three co-chairs of the alliance. I'm I'm a little bit of the call it cat herder or whatever, and you know I, I'm I'm trying to get folks to the finish line. Um, we have some thorny issues to sort out, but I, I think we can get there. I, I think when you have people of goodwill and 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 good intention sit around a table, you can figure out a way to get to get to yes, uh, even in a challenging. Uh, financial environment like the one we're facing for this upcoming bill. There's not a lot of, not a lot of new dollars rolling around. So that, that's going to be the challenge going forward. Well, again, uh, very important. And, uh, and thank you, Cam, for sharing more about the collaboration with uh, the other specialty crop uh, groups that are out there. <laughs> Because it takes uh, takes a lot of work, and uh, as the word in entails, a collaboration to to get important legislation and funding approved uh, for U.S. agriculture. Cam, any last thoughts before I let you uh, probably head home and pack your bag for Nashville? Well, I, just one one other thing to notice, Lane. Um, the it, the the alliance certainly is not uh, in NPC alone from the potato industry perspective. We have a number of the state association leaders are uh, serving on both the steering committee as well as these individual working groups. So uh, it, it allows them to to interact with their colleagues and talk about the specifics of how the block grant program works in the state of Washington or Michigan. Uh, or specialty crop research initiative, all those things. You've got these state association managers 
who um, in, in a number of cases, they're the ones directly administering their versions of these grants. And so they're a wealth of information for the rest of the industry. A lot of folks are just kind of hearing about the challenges, but our state managers are living them. So it's, it's, very, um, it's very helpful to have all of that engagement by the potato industry. Ultimately, it gets you to a better bill. So thanks to them for, for contributing their, their time in that endeavor. Well, again, a, a lot of work left to do uh, when it comes to actually uh, seeing that uh, next farm bill uh, put forward and everything that will come uh, with it to help support uh, U.S. agriculture and the U.S. potato industry. Again, uh, next week, the uh, summer meeting of the National Potato Council taking place in Nashville. For more on the National Potato Council, make sure and visit them online and follow them on social media. That will do it for today. Cam, thanks for joining us. Good to see you, Lane. I will. Uh, I'll, I'll look forward to seeing you on down the road. All righty, friends. Thanks for joining us here on the Iowa Potatoes Podcast. I'm Lane Nordland. Thanks for tuning in to the National Potato Council's Ion Potatoes Podcast with host Lane Nordland. For more information, visit nationalpotatocouncil.org and make sure to subscribe to the podcast today.